welcome to Spare Time, February 2023 edition. It's crazy that February is over. It really is a month that historically drags. And this month I said, where did you go? Yeah, it really, when I was thinking about what I did this month, I was like, damn, I did a lot of stuff, but I don't We're really busy. It like barely happened. I know I was, what a concept. Well, because you like traveled, you got a new job, you ended your old job, like big life stuff. Big life stuff happened in February. That's right. That's right. Um, That's my friend, Marie. That's my Um, friend, Lisa. Yes, that's me. And this podcast is all about spare time, as the name would allude. And I don't think that's a sentence, but you guys... It's nine o'clock. It's We're nine headed. o'clock. Elisa's wearing a hood over her head. Um, and it's not a cute one. It's not not cute. I no, like it. I have like a bun and you know, when you have it's like pointy. a cone yeah, it's head, pointy that's what top. I have. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm doing in my spare time. Um, okay. So this is our monthly podcast, which yes. we've been doing for a year plus now in this format. Yes. We've been doing the podcast for four plus years. Question Pretty crazy. Mark? Yeah. I'm going to add up how many episodes we've done sometime and tell you on li- live on the air and you're going to be shook to your core. I know I will be. Um, but this year we also started doing a little newsletter. We brought it back. Really? We brought it back. Wow. <laughs> I can't believe we brought the newsletter back in, in the February. month of February. Like, I can't believe we haven't spoken about this yet on the pod. It feels like we haven't podcasted in so long. A lifetime at least. But we have and a newsletter now again, hee hee, but this time it's weekly. And it's so weekly. far, so good. It's fun to write. I like to do it. I know you're really a writer, a writer with a capital a W. A writer. Um, I, yeah, I, I like to think of that, that I am, but now I feel more like I can actually say that because I am writing some words at least once per week. Thank you to this newsletter. So nice. It's nice. I like and it I too. Like, I think it's fun to like, I, we've been switching off who's managing the week. And I think it's fun when I pop in and see your stuff. Like it's because I'm always surprised by what you write about. And I think that's nice for us. I know. I like you. Yeah. And you know what? I think that what is what I've been reflecting on for three weeks of the news is that we're really different. We have very different opinions. We have mm-hmm. a lot of shared opinions, but we also really have a lot of different things that we gravitate towards, yeah, which I think is good. Mm-hmm. We're drawn to really different things. It's funny. Um, the news definitely highlights our differences, whereas I think the podcast highlights our similarities. And that's why it's a gorgeous thing that and we're doing both. Chef's kiss. <laughs> and that's called Synergy, babe. Yes. So this week... There will be no news because it will be the podcast. Pod week. News. Yes, indeed. The news is the pod. Yep. You can have it, you know, in different formats. So mm-hmm. here we go. Should we should we just do it? Yeah, let's just do it. What did you do in February? What didn't I do in February? <laughs> you, you sort of laid it out for everybody, but I, fe- I feel like I was in. No, it's okay. I feel like my main thing that I did in February was... Miami, being there, thinking about it, working on it. Uh, my new job is Miami centered. I'm working a lot in Miami and the organization that I'm working for is 
is like very focused on Miami, which is very, very fun for me. I feel like really in touch with where I'm from for the first time in a really long time. So that is nice. I'll say a little more about that. I think actually, I know it feels kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, so I've been in, I've been working a lot. Um, my job is busy now, which turns out I like, um, I, I mean, my job was busy before too, but just in like a really different way. My new role is much more focused. So I'm, I'm just different in my brain. Um, so I think a lot of my time was also spent like figuring out what it means to have a new job and like meeting new coworkers for the first time and all the stuff that comes with that, which I haven't done. I was in my old job for four and a half years. So I know it's so it, crazy. I know it was a, it was a big change. Um, yeah. What else did I do? We, I had a lot of friend time in February, which I'll talk about. Um, but that was really speciale. It's the best to have friend time. It's the best to have friend time. We love to do it. Um, yeah, I think I have a lot of things that I want to talk about. So I'm not going to spoil. I'm not, I'm, I'm worried that I'm just going to get right into it, but I'm going to save some stuff for later. Um, fun. Tell me about your spare time. Well, first I want to comment on your Miami of it all. Oh, please. And I feel like you as the person, Marie McGrath, like you left Miami and then you lived so much life and you didn't really have like roots until I feel like recently here Mm -hmm. in Washington, D.C. And so I feel like it's probably crazy to go back to the place where you were different, but you, but different. And be like, oh my God, I'm like reconnecting with this place, but I'm new. Yes, a hundred percent. It's very like um I think it's kind of exhaust like I feel really exhausted right now. And I mm-hmm. think that part of part of the reason that I'm so tired is because I'm doing a lot of like it's not quite emotional, but it is sort of emotional. Like I feel very much like I'm working something out Mm -hmm. in my subconscious and I think it has a lot to do with like childhood and fromness and all that stuff and like who like what places belong to whom and like how much ownership do you get to feel over the place where you're from all that stuff which is like nice meaty stuff to chew on and think about but it is like heavy heavy lifting yeah yeah especially also in the context of being like I have to show up here and be like professional and like be like this version of myself that I am at work, which is like also a different layer of like, it's just not entirely authentically anybody. It's, yeah, it's really, I mean, and the other thing that's funny about it is like going to Miami for work in the past 10 years, sorry, not even like 15 years of my life almost going to Miami has been like going back to childhood. So mm-hmm. like I, there's always, and I think when you go home, I mean, to your parents' house, but also to your hometown, there's like a little bit of a, sometimes in a good way, sometimes in a bad way. Like there's a little bit of a regression because you get to just kind of like slide back into your old skin in a way that can be really nice and nostalgic, or it can be sort of badly behaved. There's a, a couple different facets to it. Yeah. It's so a it's, spectrum. it's weird to go back to Miami and feel like I want to do a little bit of that, but like, I also have to be like a professional 
person. Yeah. And like so the family isn't there. Anymore. Yeah. My family isn't there. So I'm really re reworking my relationship to this place and figuring out like how to be an adult there, which is. Ah, Sorry. I didn't want to like, no, it's good more into it, but no, that was good. I think I wasn't it's really cool. Any of that stuff. I think it's exciting for you. I'm so excited about this job and this like journey that you get to go on Thank as a you. tangent to the job. Um, for me, I was really like at home in February, which I was desperately needing. And yeah. I had a lot of like cozy at home time, um, like a lot of nights on the couch eating dinner that like we made that felt like healthy and what we wanted to eat and just like watching TV. And that was like, so what I needed, like it felt like medicine this month. Yeah. Um, a lot of friend time, a lot of family time. I have some like family stuff going on. So I've just been mm. going home more than I typically do, which has been nice. Um, you can say. <laughs> and I did start my croissant journey. I've made croissants two times. I've been, you know, threatening to be on a croissant journey for a long time. You have been. Here. You really have been. I am. I made regular croissants once and then I made chocolate croissants once oh baby the chocolate ones were not great Mm. but the regular ones were had potential you know what I mean and I'm Mm -hmm. kind of like what is the difference like why why are the chocolate croissants so hard um but I I feel like I'm ready to take a break on my journey again Mm. I'm like, this is a lot of work and it's just a lot of hours to be thinking about like, croissants. It's like, I'm never going to eat 12 croissants. It's takes so many hours. And then once you have them, you're like, I don't even want to eat these. <laughs> you're like, you it's know? one of those things where you've like done, you've thought about it you've for too, too long much. and you're hungry. Um, I sent you um right before, like, I think just as you sent me this zoom link. So you definitely haven't looked at it yet on Instagram. Um, Allison Roman posted like a home videos teaser thing uh-huh. and towards the end of it she says i will not be going on a croissant journey at this time thank you for respecting my privacy and i was like opposite opposite over here yeah it's uh it's definitely a lot to behold but that's kind of what i uh got into this month i'm glad you got to spend some time at home because you were not there in the month of january i really wasn't and i was just really needing to be I don't know. I'm just feeling very like nesty. And I feel like I also know that like starting basically this month, like things are really picking up in a super fun Mm -hmm. way. Like I feel like the spring and summer is going to be busy and fun and I'm not really going to be home. And I feel like I just wanted to be home and I'm glad that I was. Amen, sister. Simple as that. What was the very best thing that you experienced in the month of February? The very best thing that I experienced in the month of February (laughs) was a pastelito de queso from Pinecrest Bakery, which is a bakery in Miami um, that opened right near my parents' house like when I was in college. It's like a Cuban sandwich place slash bakery. It's open 24 hours a day. It's fun. Important. And now they're kind of all over the city, but um, a pastelito is just like a pastry. It's like a flaky pastry. Um, and the ones with queso are cream cheese. Um, and it's pretty like unsweetened cream cheese. So it's sort of a savory 
it's like a not it's a sweet enough moment so it's like cream okay. cheese puff pastry with like demerara sugar on it and so it has those like super caramel caramelized like candied edges where like the cheese is oozing out and like the sugar has gotten all like crunchy and perfect. perfect um and this is a pastry that i actually didn't really grow up eating um but i started loving when i was in gainesville there was a cuban bakery um that was also open late and this was like my favorite thing and i was always like oh you know like this is really good but i know that it would be better if i was getting it from pinecrest bakery and for whatever reason i just like never really had one um and so I feel like this pastry was like a metaphor for what I was talking about at the beginning of the episode where like I ate it and I was like, I knew it was going to be good and I had been waiting for it and it was like better than I even better than I could have imagined. You know what I mean? That's so nice. That's such just a like, like heartwarming feeling. It was such a, I mean, it was just like one of those things that you're like, oh, I, this is, I don't I don't even really know how to like unpack it further, but it was really delicious. Like it was one of those things that I was just like, oh, my fucking God, I cannot believe how good this is. And Hannah's enthusiasm was not as strong as mine for it, which she's more of a savory snack girl. So she was all about the um, which these were really fucking good, too. I want to talk about them, the papas rellenas, which are basically like fried mashed potato balls with like ground meat at the center yeah super good like why are there no savory snacks sold in like convenience stores or like readily made readily available in american culture i ask you like where are why don't we have like an onigiri or like a you know what i mean like there's just not a lot of that yeah. stuff yeah i'm what like we it? have like a french fry yeah, but like a French fry doesn't do the like, I just need like a warm, savory thing. Like a bite. You know what I mean? I'm like, what is like a hot dog? But like, no, that's not right. <laughs> anyway, it was really good. If you're ever in Miami, I really recommend that you go to Pinecrest Bakery. They're all over the place. Like I said, there's one on Miami Beach. There's one in the Gables now. The original one is in Pinecrest, obviously. Shout out to my, to my neighborhood. Um, but yeah, these are really good. And if you want to have one, I will say they have something pretty similar right now at Trader Joe's in the freezer section. Oh, and it's pretty fucking good. Right. It's not quite the same, but it like scratches the itch. Mm, I've never tried one. cream cheese girly. I'm not, but I would give it a whirl. Does it give Give kind of like cheesecake? It's giving... Like, not quite cheesecake because it's not as sweet as cheesecake. Mm-hmm. It's giving, yeah, I guess cheesecake. Okay. I don't know that you would love it, but I think I'm going to try and make these because they're so good. I'm so happy for you. I Thank love that. You. What was your best of the month? Um, We had our annual movie marathon, which you read about if you're, you know, reading That's the newsletter. Right. You can see that from a couple weeks back, but... It was obviously the highlight. Mm-hmm. There's just nothing better than 48 hours plus stuck in a room with some of the people you love the most in the world. It's the best. Yes. And to me, like, I feel like my love language is like all of the little teeny things in life that make you feel like somebody really knows you. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that weekend is simply filled with them for me. And it's yeah. so nice. It's so nice. It's so nice. Like even like 
Um, this is so dumb, but listener of the pod, Kath, best friend, Kath, um, we were at Union Market and she really wanted to get a knife. She was like talking about it for weeks. And actually, I'm going to go ahead and say years because when she was <laughs> here, like in 2021, I think she was like, I have to have a knife. Um, And we were standing there and she was just kind of like doing nothing. And I was like, do you need me to go speak to this person and ask him for his <laughs> recommendations? And she was just like, yes. And then afterwards, she was like, thank you for knowing that's what I needed. And I was like, isn't that just the best? Like to it's be with best. people where you're like, I can communicate through my eyes with you. It is the best thing. Um, I totally forgot that I was going to talk about being with my girls yes, as one of the best of the girls. months. Um, when you were talking about NSM, which I'm actually not even going to really say more about it because I do want everyone to direct their attention to the issue of the newsletter where you wrote about it because I think that what you wrote was really beautiful. Um, but NSM is kind of like the original escape room. Like there's only one way to escape <laughs> the <laughs> and room. It's to complete it. And we've chosen to be in that room, but we have to complete the challenge. Um, it's the best. It's the best. I also it's have horrible. a lot of, it's, it's horrible. It's type two fun. It's like <laughs> so stupid. What a weird way to spend time. But I think like the, the really, the thing that's rare about it is like with friends that you don't live with, anytime you see them, it's like, go, go, go. Like either it's a wedding and you're doing all this stuff or like you go on a trip together and it's like you're sightseeing and you're eating stuff and you're like just doing all these things. Mm -hmm. And what I miss about my friends who I don't live with is the like in between stuff, like the spare time stuff where you're it's just like kind of sitting a around full and like spare time immersion and right, like where you're just like doing nothing. And that's when you like get into the conversations that are like not so obvious or you start like, you know, laugh about whatever dumb stuff. Like, I think that's like really where the like, good juicy parts of relationships are in the mm -hmm. like downtime so it's really crazy of us to be like okay we're gonna spend an entire weekend in a room together watching movies but i think it does like really put you in that space which is very rare for long distance friendships i think so too and it's like this was our eighth year and i think that like i feel really really close to everybody that we do NSM with. And I actually do wonder if like a part of that is because of NSM. Because, mm. Like we have this like touch point every year that I feel like just makes such a difference in long yeah, distance. It's friendship. cool. Um, not to hijack your best, but I do yes. want to, I want to throw in um, that. I also had a lot of time with my like high school girlfriends. Oh, so nice. I feel like I'm like, why am I such a boomer sometimes when I talk about my friends who are girls? I'm like, I hate girl, girl, like my girlfriends. <laughs> I know I'm like, also, I have a girlfriend that's very confusing. Um, with my friends from high school who are all women, um, which in it's, it's kind of like it was a, there was a, a wedding last weekend in Miami. One of my friends, my best friend from middle school, um, that like was kind of the bookend of my trip for work. And so everyone who was at the wedding is kind of like the Miami group of friends from my mm -hmm. high school, all of whom I was friends with in high school, kind of in different iterations. And they had this like awesome squad and we were hanging out and they were like, it's so fun. Like now you get to be in the group. And I was like, no, just like really nice. And it's just fun. Again, like the best moments, like sitting around on my friend Amanda's porch and just like talking about nothing. Like that's that's the stuff. That's the stuff. Yeah, it's so nice. I love friendship. 
I love friendship. It's the best thing. It's the best thing. Um, my other best that I did want to share is I'm kind of on like a, I'm not on a healthy eating journey by any means. Like I, I, I'm a very like, um, what do they call that? Like when you just eat whatever you want to eat. Intuitive eater. I'm an intuitive eater. You really really, are. You really, I really am. Um, and I have this cat because she can't, won't stop meowing. I'm like, what do you want? Come on in. Um, lately what my intuition has been telling me more often than not is that especially for lunch during a work day, I really want to be eating like crunchy, bright veggies, salad vibe. That's my vibe right now. (laughs) And there's a salad that is going to be linked in the Substack show notes. Um, it's to an Instagram from Eden Eats. She has like literally like 12 versions of this salad um, yes. on her Instagram. And also like it's actually you don't even need the Instagram. It's a perfect like clean out the fridge salad. I've made a million different iterations of it, but it's essentially fennel, which you can like cut really thin or shave on a mandolin, celery, apple. I've been doing honey crisp. Um, you could do like radish or onion. I don't think that's necessary for me personally. Um, and then sunflower seeds. I do like Parmesan cheese. I added white beans. Then I'll Yum. add like any herbs that I have. And then it's just lemon and olive oil. And like you can eat an enormous bowl of it. And it's really satisfying. And it's just like super crunchy and zingy. And I love it. I've been in a really cold, crunchy salad mood. <gasps> so that speaks to me. I made it's the easy too. It's so good. I made the Allison Roman iceberg lettuce and oh yeah, yeah olive yeah. salad. So good. Are you I a mandolin girly? Do oh you yeah, I love. Have you ever cut your fingertips off? No, have you? Oh yeah, um, countless times. I don't. I don't get that close. I think. I know. I finally was like, you know what? I can compost <laughs> another. A nub. An, another eighth of an inch of this onion. Like, yeah, I, I know think that's when, where I net out. <laughs> every time I cut myself, I'm like, I know when it's going to be the one that does me in. Like, it's the same as, as drinking too much. Like, you know which drink it was mm-hmm. that took you over the edge. You know which sliver it's going to be. Like, well, I don't have Just to do don't that. Just don't go there. Yeah. I simply don't have to do that. We, um, maybe need to get you a pair of those gloves. Look, I have a pair of the gloves. <laughs> um, the problem with the gloves, cause I used to cut my fingers on the mandolin all the time on my old house on Goldie's mandolin. And so I bought the gloves and then (laughs) I would only put them on after I had already cut myself and I still had more to do. So the gloves were like bloody. They were blood gloves. Yeah. So that's disgusting. And this whole thing, like, I just want to say, I love you unconditionally this whole story is so you i know (laughs) know what i mean it's really it's really a personality pick and i'm like now if i cut my finger i don't feel it because i've cut off these these three fingertips like probably 15 times not like all the way but like a lot enough yeah you can just cut your i do everything with a knife except the fennel but, but you I could love, absolutely cut it with the problem the is i fucking love to use a mandolin i love for stuff to be so thin and uniform i love it i, know. I haven't it's cut so myself satisfying. in a long time it's been a long time i believe in you and honestly you don't even use the whole bulb of fennel so like you the risk is so low yeah here's a question try. about fennel yes i never know which way to cut it on the mandolin so that it's not all one big weird piece Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which way do you, how do you cut it? It's going to be hard to explain this in words, probably. 
I think that I do have a big weird piece, but when you cut it really thin, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But I cut it like, you know, the stock is going yep. up. Mm-hmm. I cut off the top where the stock is and yep. then that's cut side down. I'm mandolining. Oh, from the top. Okay. From the top. That's, that's, that is helpful yeah. because what I was doing was cutting off the top, having it, um, I guess that's lengthwise mm-hmm. and then, and then, length. and then shaving it. And that's too big and weird, but then I would do it and from the, the insides, side and it's not big enough. The insides are all different textures. You have yes. like fronds in there, et cetera. Yeah. Just do the top. Just do the top. Thank you. Make Thanks the salad. It's my really nice. Yeah. Um, I worry about your low here okay my low i i was like i was like stressed to write it down i wrote that my worst of the month was books (laughs) you know what it is though remember like at the beginning of the year when you were like oh my god every book is a five i'm gonna jinx myself here we are i did jinx myself we're on the other end of that boomerang and i'm really like everything on our in and out list i'm I'm coming to real. I'm having a moment of opposite <laughs> where I'm having to be like, I lied. Like there's another one later in this episode, but oh, I'm no. really on a losing streak with books, mm-hmm. um, which has not happened to me since we started our 100 book challenge oh, several God. years ago. Like, you know, some usually it's like, I'll read one book that's like meh and then I'll yeah. read another one that's better or I'll read another one that's meh. And then it's like, you know, you move, you, you get a new back. one. But I've read like five three-star books in a row, maybe six. And it's like all books that I was so excited to read. And that sucks. That super sucks. What is so meh about them? Well, they're so meh for different reasons. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I almost wrote, I'll be honest. I almost wrote that my worst of the month was this one book in particular. But then I got too self-conscious to write it so now i'm just gonna say it i read this book um manhunt which is i guess pretty controversial i didn't realize before oh my god i read the reviews for this book because after you posted it i was like what is this yeah it's it's sort of controversial it's like a it's a horror book um which i guess i also didn't really fully understand when i started reading it i wasn't like emotionally prepared for this book Mm -hmm. um but it's basically an apocalypse in which all men have gone like totally feral. Like there's something about having testosterone in your body that this disease attacks you and you go feral and you like will eat and kill people and like rape them and all this horrible shit. So it's like there's the whole book is dealing with gender and like the way that gender and power work. And there's like um, the, the centerpiece of the story is all of these trans women who are like needing to continue taking estrogen in order to not go feral and die because they're you have to suppress the testosterone um so they're doing all this stuff to try and like maintain and continue to affirm their womanhood and there's like this army of of turfs essentially trying to like eradicate them because they're saying that they're men um so like the premise is super interesting and like the characters are phenomenally written. I mean, like you would be hard pressed to find another piece of media anywhere that has so many trans characters of different races and gender presentations. And they're all like really multidimensional. But like this book was so, so violent, like scary, horribly violent in a way that was like, I think too far. Like, 
obviously characters are characters like they're not real people but like i don't think that you can like treat your characters that way it's i mean it was really like bordering on like pornographically violent in a way that made me like super uncomfortable and like at the beginning i think that it worked a little bit better because you're like learning the universe and like you need that like shock factor to like be totally assimilated into the world that she's building but like it just gets worse and worse and worse and like it just gets more gratuitous and then i was reading reading about it afterward and this the writer was like i've i i've never written anything that doesn't have a rape in it and i'm like okay well that doesn't need to be true um mm, so the way that the way that it's handled is hard but it was hard i didn't want to say it was my worst because Honestly, like it has given me, I've had a lot to think about because of this book and I've talked mm-hmm. about it a lot. Um, and it made me like call a lot of things into question and it made me like wonder about my revulsion and wonder about my like feelings about the book. Like, was I feeling attacked by the book? Was I feeling defensive about the book? Like, I think that that's all really good stuff. So it wasn't my worst, but. It was like just a very hard read. It was a really it hard read. And then I had a bunch of other books that were just like not that fun to mm-hmm. read. Like just like boring or like all like a bunch of books that are just like almost good. Yeah. But just weren't really good, which is so annoying. I you think it's gonna get there and it just doesn't. And you're like, okay, well, why did I waste my time? Yeah. I I think I said this before, but I'm feeling like super, super um ruthless on my reading journey this year like if i'm not vibing i will read up to like 30 percent, which is kind of high but like and if if it's a no it's a no and i've been doing a lot of like ditching at 30 percent. she's been dnfing which is like i don't know i feel like it's tough but if i've read past 50 to 100 pages i'm going all the way unless it's like 800 pages long in which case i'm like goodbye (laughs) um I'm sorry to hear that. I think that means that good things are coming for you. And I will say that the Manhunt cover is amazing. It's iconic. Yeah, it's, it's really, really good. cool. And part the part of the thing is that the the trans women characters have to eat men. They're it's literal a literal manhunt because part of, one of the ways that they can get estrogen is by eating um, testicles from human men. So. Just check out the cover. Just go Google. (laughs) Just do a Google. It's a really good cover. Understood. Um, If you like horror, maybe you should read it. Roxanne Gay loved it a lot. So I know. I just read her review and I was like, oh, wow. I think I don't understand the horror genre. And that's just the truth. But I don't know that I will go on that journey. But And that's okay. There's enough horror in the real world. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, To lighten things up a little, my worst, you know, a contender for worst was the movie the Green Mile um, <laughs> from our NSM weekend featuring mm-hmm. Tom Hanks. That movie really didn't work for me. Like, yeah, it's I don't know. It's weird. Um, it's a weird movie. But my worst that I will discuss the Allison Roman celebration cake from dining in. Um, have you made this cake before? Is this the yellow yeah, it's a yellow cake with like sour cream chocolate. Yeah, dressing. I've made it a bunch of times. You made it for my birthday, February March twenty twenty, when you came over to my house. I'll and never remember we didn't that. Stand near each other. That's so sad. <laughs> I know. I was um, so drunk. I made it this weekend for a birthday, and I thought it was so bad. Like I was like, "This is so gross." 
dry. Oh my God. How? I don't know. And then I went on a banana bread journey as I have many times mm-hmm. before because I had so many bananas. Everybody suggested the BA um, best banana bread. Like that's what every single person I suggested said. it too. You sure did. I didn't make that banana bread um, because I, one person, Goldie, friend of the pod, suggested, um, what's his name? Pierce. Oh, yeah. Abernathy. Yeah. He has a banana bread with like miso and maple mm. and brown butter in it. And I was like, that just sounds interesting. So mm-hmm. I just want to make it. I'm sure it's good. I didn't like it. I don't like the texture of banana bread. That's just. You don't like banana. You don't like bre- bread. I don't like, like bread. You don't like pumpkin bread. I like so few pumpkin. Like I, I like them if they're perfect, but if they're not perfect, I don't like them. And that's just. Have where- you tried the Starbucks banana bread? Do they have banana bread? I think so. Maybe not. I haven't. I don't but. think I will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just all in on pumpkin. Um, okay. So honestly, a lot happened this month, I guess. A lot to so a much lot, culture. A lot to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. do you have one wreck for us? I have one wreck. Just one. Yeah, just one. What is it? It's buy nothing Facebook groups. I have I talked about this, this on the podcast before. I think you have because you're, you know, a thrifting queen, but I'm a thrifting queen, but it's come to my attention in the past several weeks that not everyone knows about this. And I am here to rectify that. Um, There are Facebook groups in almost every place where you can live called buy nothing Facebook groups. Um, They're very, they're super fun. I, I have no idea who came up with this, but it's genius. Um, they're very, very specific to where you live. You can only join, you feel like put in your address to join yours, which obviously you can lie, but like that would be fucked up. Um, so like my group is the Bloomingdale Eckington, Washington DC group, which if you're in DC, you know, that's very specific. Um, and basically in these groups, you can get rid of stuff or get stuff. Um, and it looks like, Oh, interesting. I just looked, went to the website, which is listed as buynothing.org, and it rerouted me to something called haveneed.com. It's a bartering system, which basically is pretty similar to the Buy Nothing group. How it works is if you have something, you post and you're like, hey, I have this chair. I don't want it anymore. And you post a picture of it. And then people comment to claim it. And then if a lot of people comment, usually people will do a random drawing. If not, you just say like, okay, the first person who has it, who commented, gets it. You message them. They come pick it up. End of end scene. So I discovered this when I moved into this house December or yeah, December of 2021. And I have gotten so much good shit on buy nothing. Like I can't even begin to tell you. Um, I started trying to make a list just off the top of my head of things that I've gotten just for yeah, some examples. I'm so curious. Um, so I've gotten two mirrors, two shoe racks, an outside um couch for my patio, a standing desk. Um, what else? Oh, I can't find the rest of this list. But like so many small things, like people get rid of plants, people are getting rid of like plant cuttings people are getting rid of you know utensils it's it's like any anything that your heart could possibly desire is there 
Um, and you can also post like, oh, I'm wishing for something or you can borrow something. Like before I had a drill, I borrowed my neighbor's drill from buy nothing to like hang something on my wall. And I've also gotten rid of a lot of things on buy nothing, which is really nice when you just need to get something out of your house, but you don't want to throw it away and it's not really worth any money. Um, that. So I think it's the best. It's really fun. Everyone is really nice. It's a really good way to like keep stuff out of the like landfill cycle and, you know, Goodwill dropping stuff off at like Goodwill and Salvation Army is better than throwing it away. But like often a lot of that stuff gets thrown out anyway. So it's I think the buy nothing model is important, perfect, flawless, no notes. It's so fun. Um, Like there are 2000 people in this Bloomingdale Eckington group. That's so many. Bloomingdale is not that big. That's really fun. I just requested to join my local group. I bet yours is good. What is what's your neighborhood t- designation? I think it's Capitol Hill. It's so hard because I'm kind of like in between neighborhoods. But mm-hmm. oh shoot, it says north and south. I think I joined the wrong one. They'll, they won't let right? you in. They I'm won't south. let you in. Cancel request. Cancel. Oh shoot. <laughs> okay. I need it's to It's gonna be fine. I need to do this on my own time. Does it tell you like what the what the neighborhood is? Um in the title? Yeah, like how do I know if I'm like I don't really live in a neighborhood, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm trying to think cuz I feel like when I joined mine cuz I don't see what it looks like now that I'm already in it, but I feel like I when I opened it up there was a little like map. You know that, what? Like, I am in the, that was correct, North, because I'm Northeast. The other group is Southeast. Yes, that makes sense. That makes sense. Because there is a group here for um, Northeast Ivy City Union Market, but that's really mm. not my. No, that's too far. Um, What? North? Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys, stay tuned. So join your by nothing groups. It's really fun. Like somebody on here is giving away. I'm like, wait, the part, one of the problems is you kind of have to check it a lot to like get Mm -hmm. in on the, on the stuff. But as you all know, I'm Facebook marketplacing a lot. So I go through phases where I'm on Facebook and I get a lot of stuff on buy nothing. Uh, Last week I was like, or two weeks ago, I was like, I bet that people in buy nothing are annoyed because I'm getting everything. Well, you're I'm just, just good lingering. At it. I'm just lingering. But like somebody here is giving away like three big, beautiful house plants and a hydroponic herb grower. That's long gone, but fun. It's really fun. That's my recommendation. That's a great recommendation. I'll uh, keep you posted on if I get admitted to this group. I can't wait to know. Um, what are what do you recommend to our friends out there this month? Something that I would absolutely not recommend to anybody is the show Perfect Match on Netflix. And I just want to go ahead and say that. I need to know why. It's so bad. It's like the same people as um, Love is Blind, etc. But I saw a meme or I saw a clip of Francesca from Too Hot to Handle and some girl having a toxic conversation. Oh, yep. I believe I watched that. I've only watched like an episode and a half and I had to say no more. It's like a bunch of people from random Netflix reality shows and they come Mm -hmm. and they just like are in a house doing literally nothing all day. And then they like have to find their perfect match. I don't know. I thought it would maybe be fun, but it's just not fun. So I don't know. Changed my mind, I guess. But I thought it would be way more fun than it is. And it's not. So just wanted to uh, publicly say that on my podcast. Anti-recommendation. 
My recommendation is a book called Pineapple Street by Jenny Jackson. Mm. Jenny Jackson is an editor at Knopf. Is that how they say that? Yes, it is. Um, She's been an editor there for like 20 plus years, and she has edited a lot of books that I think are really great. Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow. Maybe you've heard of it. Station Eleven, et cetera. I mean, she's edited a million books, but um, this is her first novel. And cool. it's interesting. It's It reads as a light read, which is something that I definitely need at times. Um, but it's essentially about a family that has lived in Brooklyn Heights for many generations and they are extremely wealthy. And it's kind of an examination of inherited wealth and mm. how their kids there's three kids in the book and it follows three women two daughters and one um, daughter-in-law and kind of like their perspectives and like how they perceive their worlds and it's surprising and interesting mm. and i think it's good I want to read it. It's on my TBR. Yeah, it comes out um, on Tuesday. So when you read that or when you listen to this, it'll come out tomorrow. Ooh, exciting. Yeah, I thought it was really fun. I was, And the cover is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous. Good. It's good looking. All right, let's get into the culture. And there is a lot of culture to get into. Yeah, there's some weird shit going on. There's some like really like deep stuff happening deep deeply disturbing in deeply so many disturbing. ways that is what i meant yes the first one <laughs> i like that elisa wrote, wrote what this is and then said do we dare and i said we dare we texted about this really briefly because it's the only thing that i could think about after i read this article published by the cut called Life After Food, a diabetes drug has become an off-label appetite suppressant, changing the definition of being thin and what it takes to get there by Matthew Schneier. Do we think that's how we say that? There's no way to know the answer. I don't know. This was like the one great story um, from two days ago or so. Mm -hmm. And I read it and it has not left my brain. And I will say all of the imagery that... um, they have included both with the art article and then like the cover of, did you see the cover? I did. It's crazy. It's yeah. so good. The The visuals are really good. This article also has been living rent free in my mind. And I think that my, my verdict is that this article is really uh, bad. Like, I think that it's a dangerous article because it ma- it like unlocked something in me that I thought was dead, which is oh. being obsessed with who is on, like, because the basically like the question of the article is like, you know, everybody's taking this like it's this hot new thing. Like we're talking what- about Ozempic. Oh, sorry. I thought I, I thought that you already <laughs> said that. It's so it's the. It's the diabetes drug that people, mostly famous people, um, are taking to lose weight because it suppresses your appetite like hugely. And so this article frames it as basically like, what is it like to not be hungry? And also like talking about the cultural moment of Ozempic and the other versions of this drug. Super interesting. What a fucked up thing that's happening in our culture and also it like made me want to take it kind of like I I was like I want 
to be skinny without trying. And also I want to know everyone who's taking it so that I can know if this is like immediately where my head went. So like I can know like if they're skinny for real, basically. So I feel like mm-hmm. it like turned me into a 14 year old version of myself that is not, um, a, that's not like the way that I, am usually anymore Mm -hmm. but i felt like i was like allowed to go there for a little bit and it was kind of like delicious in a way that now i find scary yeah that's so interesting i do think that this article is interesting like Mm -hmm. i kind of after i read it i was kind of like so what was the point of that really you know what i mean like right i mean it's essentially just a commentary on the fact that like our society like we like thought we were moving in this direction of like body positivity like body neutrality like everybody is a great body and now that mm-hmm. like this is happening it's like oops sorry actually like forget I said that like I would I'm just gonna be skinny because I can right. um, which is exactly what you were just saying and I do think that is dangerous and I personally have not been able to stop thinking about Mindy Kaling, which is somebody who I like don't have like a relationship to in the sense that like her art has never like really changed me. Like I've appreciated it, but I she's not somebody who I think about ever. But I feel like <laughs> as like somebody who is into pop culture and like like I know Mindy Kaling and I, in the sense that I'm like she has always showed up in the media, in my opinion, being like, yeah, I'm a little bit chubby and that's great. Like, that's how I am. This is yeah. me, whatever. Like, and let's she was not doing, talk she about was my body. Let's having talk about that conversation my before it was cool. She's been having it for years and years and years and years, I think. And now Mindy Kaling is extremely thin. She like mm-hmm. she has really lost an incredible amount of weight. She has a completely different body than she ever has. And again, I don't know much about her, but I don't think that she's acknowledging it. Like, I think she's just kind of saying, oh, I just like I'm eating less, LOL. And mm-hmm. it makes me wonder, like, I, I mean, I feel so shook by it. And I feel lucky to like not be coming from a place where, I'm personally impacted by this, but I'm like, what about the people who have seen Mindy Kaling as like their, I don't know, like a hero to them in a way, or like somebody that they're like, this is my, this is my representation of like how I look or how I want to like show up in the world. And now she's just like completely showing up in a different way and like not acknowledging it. I just think it's crazy. It's really interesting. And I think like we started, we had this conversation obviously in a totally different way because it wasn't like framed in a like, is she or isn't she taking diet pills essentially? Yeah. And by the way, like she hasn't confirmed it. I'm just assuming. No, but like it's, this is the moment, right? But we had this, we had a similar conversation. We, the Royal, we, when Adele lost all of the weight that she lost, mm-hmm. which I think like people were basically like, do fat and or overweight celebrities like owe it to us to stay that way. Right. Like that's kind of the question where it's like, oh, like what does it mean for your fans who like really thought it was cool that like you were doing what you were doing in the spotlight at your size? Like Lizzo, for example, like what would happen if Lizzo got skinny? Right. And like, she's allowed to do whatever the fuck she wants. And so is Mindy Kaling. And so is Adele. 
Um, but it's like a really like I feel like there's so much in that, like where we're like people are like mad, but also people are jealous, and also people are like now you like I don't know. There's a lot there. There's a lot. It's really interesting because it is at the end of the day, like it's not my business. Like I, I shouldn't care. And I, I don't really care, but I'm also just like, it's, it's curious. It's, it's curious. Indeed. It's curious to me, mostly for the folks that have always shown up and said, I am really proud to be this way. And Mm -hmm. suddenly are, different which and is not fine, saying anything but not saying anything like adele but it's like does like, she need to i don't they do have so, to like but... justify your weight loss you don't but like adele was like yeah i want to be healthier for my kid totally cool i think that the like ozempic fad trend i mean i hope it's a fad slash trend i i mean did you you don't listen to the daily do you um sometimes did you listen to that episode about um the new course of treatment for pediatric obesity Oh, no, I I read an article about this. It was I think that they said Ozempic is like an in this new approach to childhood obesity, which I'm like, how long have they been? They haven't been studying. I mean, they must have been studying it for children. But I'm like, this seems scary to me. Obviously, I'm not a scientist, but you're fucking with your pancreas and your thyroid, which are important and famously really bad if they get fucked up. And I think that is really scary. There are so many things about this that are crazy. And it's, I mean, it's coming at the same time as like, everyone was like, actually just kidding. We're all trying to be heroin chic. And I'm like, oh, what? We're just going to, we're just going to do that stuff. We're not. Um, But yeah, no, I absolutely agree with you. I'm like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm fairly conservative when it comes to medication. Mm -hmm. Like I take medication obviously, but like. I would never take this. No, I mean, this needs to be around for at least 20 years for sure. (laughs) I mean, and I would never take it either. But like my first gut reaction was like, I want it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's like so disturbing. And I actually it's funny. I wasn't thinking about it in this context at all. But I basically spent all day listening to um, Glennon Doyle on We Can Do Hard Things talking about her anorexia and recovery yeah um and i'm like wow i'm gravitating towards something i'm like reaching for something other yeah, than like this, i need like, a different fucked up culture i'm like please it's but so it's crazy you should read the article up. i recommend it it's a good but, article like, but go in yeah knowing that it might change some things for you yeah you might have some weird feelings about it after that's okay okay let's talk about something actually even scarier even than more fucked Ozempic, up perhaps if you could believe it um it's- Yeah, is the Alex Murdoch of it all. And I just want to say that I I didn't know anything about this until 10 minutes before we recorded somehow. Like I really have been living under a rock. Um, So I'm ready to like learn more. But I did read an article from people.com that was Mm -hmm. called something to the effect of here's everything that you need to know. And I do feel like I'm I learned something for sure. But take it away. So I actually am just recently learned about this as well. Like, where have we been? 
apparently people have been like rabidly following this for years. Like there's a podcast that this basically this woman, I think this woman broke the story on this podcast and she was like doing the reporting for two years on this podcast. And now actually like as we speak, the verdict just broke on this case, which I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say it was a guilty verdict, which feels I, like so what, I think obvious. what I said to Marie is I was like, literally within one minute of glancing at this man's photo, I I knew that all of this was true. Of course. Yeah. I mean, he's so spooky never seen looking. somebody guiltier. But so apparently there's so I watched there's a Netflix miniseries, which I watched at the encouragement of my friends who were watching it when I was in Miami. There's also um an HBO Max series apparently oh my god and then there's a hulu one coming out wow simply too much but i'll be watching them all um the tldr is there's this family from south carolina called the murdoz or the murdochs the way that they pronounce on the netflix special these are some heavy accents i had subtitles on um <laughs> as someone from a southern place not like this but they're pronouncing the name Alex Murdaugh, I would say 12 to 15 different ways. Alec Murdoch, Ale Murdoch, Alec Murdoch. Like, <laughs> oh my God. I'm like, Alex is not a hard name to say, but boy, does everyone say it differently. So I don't know if it's Murdaugh, Murdoch, Alec, 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 whatever. <laughs> I swear. I was like laughing my ass off. It was the some much needed comedic relief. Oh but there's a God. family called the Murdaugh <laughs> slash Murdochs who can say really who are like um, long held in this town in South Carolina, a tiny town. Um, they're very wealthy. They're loyal, like like long line of men who are lawyers. So they basically that's like, a red run, flag. Yeah, they like run this town. Um, and so they're they have gotten away with a lot of shit um they're literally murder literally murders so and there's a lot of suspicious stuff so the the case that just came down was alec alex murdoch murdoch um murdered his wife and his son paul he has two sons um and he obviously tried to pretend that he didn't do it um previous to this there was a suspicious case involving their housekeeper who was found dead on their property. She presumed. fell down the stairs or something, right? She which fell is, down the stairs. Which is violent, similar to violently. that other, what's that other guy in North Carolina? Oh my God, the staircase guy. The staircase. A famous, a famously tough place. Watch to out for out. those Carolinas. Yeah, be really careful. Just kidding. So they, they think that maybe the wife killed the housekeeper. Maybe oh the dad killed the God. housekeeper because she had discovered that he was hiding prescription pills in the house. And so then his son and told his son about it and his son was trying to make him detox. So that could be it. Then also the son, Paul, who was later murdered, was wasted driving a boat, crashed it into a bridge. And one of his friends who was on the boat dr- drowned and died. Um, and then also there's another person who is suspiciously found dead that they think was his other son un- for whose nickname for reasons unknown to me is Buster mm-hmm. um who they think was in a secret gay relationship with this boy who was found dead in the middle of the road and all of these crimes were like covered up strong air quotes like it was like oh this looks like an accident but like so badly which call which makes me question 
how such stupid people could be so rich and powerful. You know what I mean? Like, this Wait. is not. Sorry, go ahead. It doesn't make sense. I just. It, it doesn't make thing, sense. The whole thing is so ba- bananas, bizarre. So um, did, because some of these other things happened like 2019, 20, yes. whatever. And then the, the murder of the wife and son was 2021. So like, what was it the murder of the wife and son or was it this woman's podcast that like made people be like, Hmm, we should look into this. I have no fucking idea. I have I'm no like, idea. Why has none of this been? Yeah, why haven't we? And the people who are interviewed in the Netflix thing are like, yeah, the murder, like everyone would always say like, you can't cross the Murdoch's Murdoch's. Mur- <laughs> I'm like, how the fuck do you say the Murdoch? You can't cross them because they'll make you disappear. Like, oh, the, and like they had the police in their goal. back pocket. Like, just bad, 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 bad. So, do you know why he murdered his wife and son? I certainly don't. Okay, I do not know. It's not clear. The motive is super not clear. It's really the whole thing is so is he weird. Just cuckoo? I don't know if he's cuckoo. I mean, he must be at yeah, least I mean, a little we bit. I actually do know that he is. But... Um, it's really crazy. Oh, I didn't know this. He was disbarred last summer after being charged with multiple financial crimes, including okay, so the theft of $8.8 million. This was in the people.com article. I can tell you a little bit about this. This is when I zoned out because I thought that the miniseries was going to go on for like five to six episodes. And it turns out it's only three and I was at the end. Okay, so something that you didn't mention. So perhaps I'll fill in a blank. Thank um, you. He murders his wife and son and then he hires somebody. Oh my God, how could I forget? In the head. Yep. Yes. I believe yep. to kill him. Well, he, so he fake kill him. Yeah, he said that he wanted <laughs> to die. So he was like, first he said, somebody shot me. I don't know who it was. And he was then like, he's changing a tire on his car and got shot right. in the head in a small ass town in South Carolina yes. all of a sudden. After all of these fucking murders already happened. So then he, so then he backtracks and he's like, I wanted to die. I hired someone to kill me so that my surviving son could get the insurance money. Um, But people didn't buy that. People thought that he hired someone to shoot him so that he would not look guilty for killing his wife and son so that they could seem like there was somebody else who was trying to take out the whole family. But he's the worst at crimes. He's not doing a good job at crime at all. Really bad Um, at crimes. But so then he also, he did this, the timing of it was such that his um, law firm noticed mm -hmm. that he had stolen millions of dollars from them. That's right. And they said, hey, buddy, you stole millions of dollars from us. And he consulted his lawyers and his lawyers said that he should quit the law firm. Mm -hmm. So he quit the law firm and then he got shot in the head by contract so that he could, you know, avoid... His uh, colleagues. My God. And then he said, then he went to the hospital and then he said, I'm actually going to have to go to rehab. So he was just trying to, I believe, avoid. um, He was creating a bigger mess. He was creating a diversion and that diversion was bad. I'm like, sir, you had enough money. You should have just fled the country and changed your name. Like, don't try to fake your own attacks and or suicide. We're very confused. Um, so and I'm then glad there was he's guilty. Thing with the sons of the housekeeper, where oh yes, they, the insurance money, the insurance money. He like fake 
told them to like work with this lawyer who is actually like his best friend. And then they got fucked and they haven't gotten any insurance money from him. Yeah, so- because they were ba- he was basically like, I'm going to be a good guy because this woman died on my property and I'm going to sue myself so that her family can receive some like retribution for her death. And they were like, I mean, that's really it's nice. Sketchy. But then he didn't fucking did he keep the money? How did this happen? He kept the money, I think. Yeah, he just never gave it to them. Yeah. So somebody was like, oh, yeah, that settlement that happened. And her siblings were like, what? I didn't get any money. This man is wild. I can't, I believe-, can't believe that this person is on Earth. Today. I know. I need to know. It's the whole thing is so fucking insane. It's really I mean, even just the beginning part with the son, Paul, and like he had a huge drinking problem. He was abusive to his girlfriend. Um, Like whatever. He's uh, seemed like a pretty fucked up kid. Mm. Um, Even just that piece is a crazy story i mean like each individual piece of this is like worthy of a mini series in its own right and this the is fact like that they're all a family and like imagine if like even if this happened in dc you would be like whoa that's crazy what's going on why are all these people being murdered but imagine if we were living in a like town of with like, i don't know how many people, people like not a lot of people and all of these people are dying are surrounding this family and they're like such a weird coincidence they're like haha yeah something's it's not wild. right it's i can't wild. wait to go deep um yeah i'm gonna go deeper and i suggest everyone comes with us yeah absolutely i'm i'm intrigued um i think it's yes. crazy it's crazy okay so but now for something a little sweeter yeah sweet enough you could mm-hmm. say you might say <laughs> We kind of go back and forth on our, you know, feelings about Allison Roman on this podcast, but I think we've ultimately settled on. I think we actually did really clearly say that, like, we think she probably fucking sucks as a person and is not somebody that, like, we would want to be friends with. But her recipes are good and she is good at what she does. She doesn't really miss on the recipes. I know we did. You did just talk about not liking that cake. Um, I would say not all of her recipes are hits for me, but conceptually, she has really consistent recipes. And she's doing like she has the same sensibilities as I do as far as food. Like, I feel like she wants to eat the same things that I want to eat, which is all you really want in a cookbook writer. She is your perfect match. She's my perfect match. And she has a new cookbook coming out. Her third cookbook called Sweet Enough. 28th i believe it's coming as a late birthday present to me um it's desserts it's desserts which i think most of her desserts are really great Mm -hmm. because she does believe what you and i both believe which is that dessert should not be too sweet absolutely i worry that i'm very excited for the book i'm gonna buy the book and i think i'm gonna love it she did say that there's very little chocolate in the book and then it's mostly like random fruit recipes, which like I want chocolate. I also want chocolate. Most of the time. I also worry like, her, did you read her newsletter that came out, whatever, yesterday or the day before? I skimmed, yes. With the sour cream and raspberries. That was incredibly annoying, I thought. I'm like, I watched I, the video. I do want to eat it, but I don't. And she says like, it's not a recipe, haha, but like. It's the cover of her book. It's the cover of her book. So I'm like a little worried. 
if you don't know what we're talking about, her uh, recipe that's not a recipe is you take some raspberries and you add a little bit of sugar to them and you um, mash them up with a fork. And then you take a cup, a cute cup that you like, and you dollop a little sour cream straight out of the the Daisy jar. container. Yep. I believe she was using Breakstone. You can use whatever you want. Um, and then you put the raspberries on it and then you do more sour cream a la a parfait. Here's mm. the thing that I have to wonder about that. Like, I love sour cream. I love it. I don't want to eat that much sour cream. You can't cream. eat a cup of sour cream. You can't. That's, That's something crazy. about that is not right. And I don't believe that adding maybe 15 raspberries into that cup of sour cream is, is going to make it a full cup okay. of sour cream. Well, she, you know, it's like those yeah, yeah, like yeah. old fashioned, like, it's too many. Sunday glasses. It was full. That's it's a lot. too much sour cream. I'm like, maybe you could mix some sour cream into some Greek yogurt. Yeah, maybe for a little tang. I don't know. I I was just kind of like, why? I don't want to eat that much sour cream. It like really gave me the ick. I do want to try it, but I want like a bite. I want one bite, and honestly, I don't know that I want a bite. I actually, I, I, I love sour cream, but I don't yeah, think I that you're supposed to eat sour cream like this you and i are two of sour cream's number one biggest fans, fans. i fucking love, love her love her work but here's what it is it's you dip a spoon in a container of sour cream and you put it directly in your mouth would you no i would not that what? is absolutely <laughs> sociopathic that's what this fucking dessert is yeah and like, that's too weird it's I too worry. weird i'm worry. so that makes me a little worried I know. And she uses like weird fruit. Like she it's always like a fruit that I don't fucking want to eat. And I know she's always like, oh, mix it up. But I'm like, why do you have lychee in this dessert? Like whatever yeah. happened to the blueberry, you know, the humble blueberry. I do love the humble raspberry as well, but I just don't know about the volume. I mean, it it really gives me like she you can't who, eat that. And be okay. what millennial can eat that? Like we none of us can digest dairy. <laughs> Come I on, were, I don't know. I was like, are you kidding? Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I'm absolutely going to buy the book. I, I know that there's going to be like some stuff that I love in it, but I, mm. I don't know if I'm like truly, I don't think that we have the same taste in sweets. Mm. You know what mm. I mean? Like if you think about like dining in or nothing fancy, like I think there's like one dessert that I love, but it's like most of them I'm like, Ooh, I don't want like a almond galette with rhubarb. That's not what I want ever, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, it does disturb me to know that there's not that much chocolate in this book. I think she, I don't remember where I saw this, but I think yeah, she, she doesn't love like chocolate. Maybe 10 chocolate recipes. And I was like, oh, that's not enough. That's not enough. Like dessert. You know, I actually, now that we're talking about this, I will say that um, Claire's book. What's the new called? one? Yeah. I don't like it that what's much. What's for dessert? What's for dessert? They're I haven't been reaching that book has a bad title i tell you what really bad title you know who she has she went to like the carla lolly um school of titling and mm -hmm. no it doesn't work for me book it's a really title. fine line like i do like um carla lolly that sounds so good I i think that's cute yeah i think it's cute but as a book title it's like kind of i'm like Mm, I forget about it, you know? Well, her first book is not well-titled either. Where Cooking what is Begins. It? Where Cooking Begins Hate. Yeah, that hate. one That one I really don't like. You know who knows how to fucking title a book is Alison Roman. Roman. Sweet Enough is such 
a good title. I'll Dining in is also so great, and nothing, nothing fancy. fancy. Is also so great. She's she knows what she's doing, and this is her trio. She said she was going to do a trio, and this is them. I'm happy for her. Yeah, I can't I wait think... to see what she does next, next, but I'm going to stay present in this moment and say that yeah. I can't wait to look through this book and we will be telling you about it. Yeah, I'm definitely going to buy it, um, but I don't know if I'm going to like it. And that's just my honest thoughts. And it has nothing to do with Allie Rowe, the girl. No, no, it has nothing to do with Allie Rowe, the girl. We've no. made our peace with her. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. All right, Marie. It's time. What will April bring? You mean March? March. (laughs) (laughs) I was, um, when I went, sat down to write the notes today, I created a document called March 2023. So that's perfect. We'll have it for next month. We're living in the future. Um, this March, this month of March, um, March is my birthday, mom. Yes, it is. So I'm excited to turn 31. Um, I'm excited to have some DC springtime. I was a little worried, um, when I took this job, cause I'm going to be gone all of April that I was going to miss the cherry bees, but, um, they bloom in February now. So I needn't have worried. Um, their peak is like the end of March. Yeah. Their peak comes right so around, you'll my, be... right around my B day. Says, Which is nice. Says N- NPS. Uh, yeah. It's really nice. My parents are going to come, I think. Which is cute. Um, a couple things that I'm into right now. I think I might try to do heatless curls. You know, those that what everyone's doing, the the girlies. I don't know. I'm like, like, I'm disconnected now. Did you watch Euphoria? No, no. Okay. So there are these things that's like a silk satiny rod and you like wrap your hair around it and it's kind of like french braid style so eventually like your hair is all like wrapped around this thing and you can do it with like leggings or socks or with what i've been doing which is my bath robe tie i tried it and then i got uncomfortable because i was trying to sleep in it so i took it out um but i'm gonna try it because i think that it would be nice to have my hair look intentionally away for once in my life because basically i just like live at the mercy of my hair um your hair looks good today thank you i put some oil in it it's shiny um i'm into podcasts again okay (laughs) what are your pods i've been really crushing we can do hard things oh my god that's so like unique i feel like for you right now yeah it's not it's not my normal vibe that's for sure I heard the tracy ellis ross episode is amazing i I think it came out like today okay i'll listen to it. it as well um i just really like it i think that they even though they i like in my my knee-jerk reaction is like they're annoying i don't think they're annoying i think that i need to unpack why i think they're annoying mm-hmm. because i do think like they're they're bringing up a lot of smart shit like on the episode that i was listening to so there are a few i guess i didn't really even really i didn't know what this podcast was until like this week like i've listened to a few <laughs> one-off episodes I thought they were all interviews, um, but they're, they do some with just the three of them. It's Glennon Doyle, her wife, Abby Wambach, and her sister, whose name I don't know. No offense. She's really nice. I don't know her person. I don't know her name either. Nice. <laughs> she seems really nice. Um, <laughs> she's so, so they, nice. <laughs> she's so nice. Love her. Love you, Chris. Her name is Amanda. 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 Um, so she's these so episodes nice. where Glennon is talking about 
basically like get recently receiving a diagnosis of anorexia after like a lifetime of bulimia and like working through recovery and talking about it is just like the way that they the three of them are in conversation about this is like so poignant and like they're just I, I was listening to this 10 minute portion where i was like point after point were were being made that were so thoughtful and like i had never really thought it framed that idea that way before and i was just like damn these women are smart as fuck i love that i i do really like that podcast i don't listen really regularly good people on. they really do did you listen to the cerebralis one yeah that episode is so broke fucking me. good it it's broke so me. good yeah it's it's like a hard though like it's kind of what you were saying about like the ozempic article where it's like it then forces you to be like Ugh. like what you is have this to release do the me? hard things mm-hmm, exactly. as they say um but yeah the sarah Bareilles episode is great obviously i love the episode with brandy and Catherine. so fun um i really liked the kamala harris episode Oh, I haven't listened to that one. And today I listened to the Jeanette McCurdy episode, who wrote the book. Um, she, the she was the star co-star of iCarly, and she recently wrote the book. I'm glad my mom died, which mm-hmm. you may have seen all over the internet. Yeah, the internet loves that one. Um, I read it and I did not love it, but I started it and I did not finish it. So yeah, I really same. like her story, and I thought she she speaks really well. Like I like I was impressed with her on the press tour, and I liked her on the podcast. I just the writing wasn't for me. Anyway, I understand. What's one up and coming for you? Oh, sorry. Of we can do hard things that I couldn't recommend more highly is called No More Grind, How to Finally Rest with Trisha Hersey. Oh. She is the author of The Nap Ministry. And this episode honestly like changed my life in a way, I think. It really made read- me think very differently. Yeah, I really like that episode. Have you read her book, The Rest is Resistance book? No, I'm I have it on hold. I really right want to read it. I'm on hold as well. Um, I can't wait to read it. Oh my god, it's no, it's at the top of my list. Three weeks, like, it's happening. I can't wait. I really think that Trisha Hersey is very impressive, and I believe in her concept wholeheartedly. Yeah, it's an important, important concept for us right now. I love that. Um, I'm on a bit of a hair journey as well. Let's go. I, I just I have curly hair, and I straighten my hair because i can't figure out how to make my curly hair work for myself Mm -hmm. and so i'm trying to figure that out which is fun it's hard it's a hard journey but it is a fun journey yeah because i just i don't like doing my hair i just want my hair to do do the like have you done the nice yeah i do the crunch i think it's more about frizz for me Mm. when my hair is curly it's too frizzy and it just Mm -hmm. doesn't have a lot of like shape so I got a couple of things. We're playing around. We'll see. But Let I also, know. I will. I signed up for a knitting class because I have a sweater that I need to knit and I just don't know how to do anything that I'm supposed to do on it. So I signed up for a knitting class. Where are you taking your knitting class? I am taking it at a knitting store in Alexandria. Cute. What's it called? I don't know. Let's see. You'll find out soon enough. Yeah, you'll find out. I, the class starts in April. So I'll keep you posted. I'm excited. It's three times in person, an hour and a half each session. Cute. And I hope to be able to knit a sweater when I'm done. So that's coming up. Um, I feel like there's a lot of exciting book releases coming up. Yes, there are. 
So I'm excited about that. I think I'm going to be doing some reading in March. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to be outside, keep like moving and eating healthy, which is boring, but like it's really working for me right now. And Marie, there's fun music coming out soon. Yes, there I is. don't know if you are, I don't think that you are a listener of Mimi Webb. She's I am like not. British pop fun. Fun. I've loved her singles. I loved her EPs and her album is coming out tomorrow. Ooh, and fun. I'm excited about that. Um, Hozier has an album coming out. Ooh, I believe March it's been 17th. a while. Yes. Can't wait. Miley Cyrus has an album coming out March 10th, which Queen Brandy Carlisle can't wait is going to be on a song, which is fun. And yeah, I just feel like I'm excited for the music. It's going to be so good. The Boy Genius album is coming out this month. The Boy Genius album is coming out. That song that they released this week is so good. This album is going to be everything to me. I can't wait. I want to see them on tour. I need to. So I need to. That's what I'm It's I so fun. Up. Yeah, so much fun stuff is coming out in March. March is the best month. We have a road trip coming up, Marie. Yes, we do. It's coming so soon. Oh my God. We have to get our playlists ready. Yeah, prepare the CDs as well. Need to be prepared. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll maybe I'll come with some CDs. Or oh, CDs. we could do a little bit of both. A little bit of both. A little bit of both. Gorgeous. Well, I that was that a nice song. Really nice. It's Thank the perfect you. way for us to wrap it up and say Adieu. (laughs) Thank you, everyone, for spending your spare time with us. 